Now give me the downbeat, maestro. Welcome to Rick's Rock Shop, your blast off to the weekend. For the next two hours, we're going to play psychobilly, cowpunk, rockabilly, surf, and all sorts of rock and roll. So loosen your tie, ditch the tool belt, turn off the work text, and turn up the volume. Welcome to Rick's Rock Shop. It's Friday afternoon, another another episode, and we got a special one today. Uh, first, I want to make a couple uh, announcements. I usually give the famous birthdays of the day. Today is Emma Watson. She's 31. She was, I can't pronounce the name, Do you, Hermione? Hermione? Um, in Hermione Granger and Harry Potter. Leonardo, oh, I have Emma here. You can jump in and I'll introduce you as we as we go. Hi, I'm Emma, not Emma Watson. It's not my birthday, <laughs> but I'm Rick's daughter. And she's here joining me today. She's going to be a co-host slash guest. 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 Um, if you want to, you can pull that mic if it helps. Just yank it. I don't want to break it. It's my first oh, time here. Oh, you won't break it. Okay. There you go. Cool. Um, th- this one confused me, Emma. Today is Leonardo da Vinci's birthday. How did they know what day he was born? He was born like 15... 15- 1452, but I guess... I was thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) Um, Now, do you know who this is? There there is a rapper named Ghostbane, and today is his 30th birthday. I've heard of him. Um, I'm not going to say any more than that. Okay, all right. I know he's controversial. And I just don't think I like his music. Yeah. He kind of plays with rap and black metal, I think. 
or oh. his his appearance is. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And I don't know if you know who this is. Do you know who Elizabeth Montgomery is? Not at all. Okay. Um, she was Samantha Stevens on a show called Bewitched. And uh, she was like a big popular actress back in the day. And in Salem, they built a statue to her uh, because she played a witch on TV. <laughs> Didn't Salem hate witches? Well, that's where the trials were. But now they've embraced them. But, yeah. but you know, a lot of people who call themselves witches nowadays don't like the bewitched statue because they feel it kind of mocks being a witch kind of makes fun of it yeah yeah so it's yeah. yeah some tourists like it and some people who live there don't um i thought you might find this interesting too i always like to say what national day it is it's always like 10 different national days but today is national american sign language day oh really yeah do you want to talk about that at all um well, I'm doing a project for the end of the school year, and I live in Needham, and we're doing something for the community. So I was, myself and my group, started a club at the middle school for ASL, and um, kind of didn't help too much, but you know we <laughs> we helped a little bit with getting a course going next year at the middle school, and we're also getting an in-person community course in the fall. I think we just need to find the teacher but got a, got a good list. And you you um, reluctantly joined fo- Facebook in order to promote this. Yeah, and I wish I didn't have to join Facebook. Because um, <laughs> it's for angry old people? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, you, uh, you got quite a response to your Facebook post. I did, yeah. I wasn't really expecting it, but, you know, everybody spends their whole day on Facebook. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I did get responses. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny. I've been on Facebook for a long, long time. I don't know how much. And, and I post things and I get a couple responses. You come on out of the blue, do your ASL post, and you just got flooded with responses. Actually, now that I think about it, I saw something on Facebook the other day. It's ASL month. So. Oh, it's the whole month. Yeah. Oh. But I guess it's today, too. Well, I guess it would be every day if it was the right. month. Right. Right. I don't really know. Right. Cool. Today's also another very important day, but I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Okay. All right, cool. Um, so we're going to have some fun today. i got some questions prepared for you I'm going to ask you. Uh, I'm going to get your opinion on a lot of different things. Um, I said this last week, you know, some of the DJs here are, well, none of the DJs here are your generation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great to have somebody your age in here to talk uh, and connect with the with our listeners who are your age, and also to give your perspective on on music in general. Do you know you never said my age or oh. my generation? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say your age and your generation? I'm 18 and I'm Gen Z. Gen Z. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's that's great. Um, trying to think. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into that later, and we'll we'll talk about you know differences, similarities, uh, outlooks, views. Um, and we'll keep it fun. But I think right now I'm going to get back to the music. Sound good? Yep. Stick around to figure out what other special day it is. Yes. He won't tell me. Well, it's going to take a while to talk about. Oh. So I'm going to save it for another break. Um, otherwise, I'd be keeping people on here for a long time. Okay. Cool. Tonight. 
Was a pretty things at midnight to six man before that we had reverend horton heat and the psycho billy anthem psycho billy freak out and at the very beginning we had eddie cochran and come on everybody from way back in the 1950s um so i've got emma here we're talking and i told you i was gonna ask you some questions and i'm scared <laughs> you should be scared um you're pretty musically adventurous i would say so yeah yeah, I mean, I've seen what you listen to on Spotify and other places, and you're kind of all over the spectrum. Yeah, I have to admit, though, I think the only genre that I don't really listen to is what your show is. <laughs> so, sorry. Well, you're not a big fan on the, the mainstream pop country either. Not really, no. No. Can't say I'm a big, like, Keith Urban, Keith Urban, Her- Keith Urban. Luke. I don't know. There's probably Luke, yeah. Luke, Luke, Luke Ryan. I don't know who a lot of them are. Yeah. Your brother likes them. Yeah. So I hear it when he's in the shower and stuff. <laughs> um, my The music I like the least, and I probably shouldn't say this, but, you know, I think when you're hosting a show, you should always keep positive. But I, I just can't listen to opera in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. I can't. You know, I want to. I'm sure it takes a lot of talent to do it. I was in a record store recently and they were playing opera in the background and I was like, oh my gosh, play anything else, anything. Um, so you you like variety. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, as much as you love one type of music, I would think I'd get bored if I would listen to only that. Right. So you, you switch back and forth depending on mood. Yeah. 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 What's, your, what's your study music, studying it depends on how well I'm paying attention. You know, if I can pay attention well, I'll listen to anything. But um, if I'm having a really hard time focusing, I don't do what most people do. I don't listen to classical music with no lyrics. I will find the most aggressive and loud <laughs> music and listen to that 
because then there is nothing to distract me because there's so much going on. So then I will do calculus. Well, I remember when you guys were younger, um, you and your brother, you'd make fun of me because I'd fall asleep listening to black metal. And, and it, it, I, I, so I see what you're saying. You know, you, it kind of becomes so chaotic that you can get lost in it. Yeah, your mind won't go elsewhere. Right, right. So what is your music for um, you're going out and you want to get in a party mood? Uh-oh. Um, I think I would go to like hip-hop or rap. Hip-hop or rap. Yeah. And what is your music for, oh, I just had the worst week at school. It's Friday. I'm so fed up and I just need to chill. Um, chill. Then I would go like slower hip-hop, you know, because then <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to listen. If I had a bad week, I'm not going to listen to sad music, you know? No. I don't want to make that even worse. Right. So then... You listen to happy music, but that's still kind of like low key. Right. Yeah. Right. right. What's funny, I find, I do find sometimes when I'm sad that I can listen to, um, I don't know if you know this genre or not, but shoegaze. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we, we saw Death Heaven together yeah. and some people, yeah. And sometimes it makes me feel better, even though it's mm -hmm. on the sad spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is, what then is the importance of music to you? How important is music in your life? This is funny. In psych, we were doing personality tests, and one of them, ooh, I don't know what it's called. Um, <laughs> but it was, there were little abstract doodles, and you finished them, and they were each in their own box. There was one box that was completely empty, and I drew someone with headphones on listening to music. <laughs> and we went into the analysis, and my teacher said, what you drew in the empty box is what is most important to you. So wow. there you go. That's Sorry. Really cool. Sorry, I didn't draw family. Huh. Oh, no, don't worry about it. Um, so I, I wasn't, I didn't prepare this question, but you kind of got me thinking about it. And you can answer this at the next break if you like. I don't mean to put you on the spot. If you had a show, what kind of music would you play? Oh, geez. I think I would play hip hop just because it's what I know best. It's mm -hmm. what I do tend to listen to the most. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got uh, the Abrews listener line. It is 617-829-9283. And we have our text line, which is 617-764-9283, spells WAVE. So if anybody wants to uh, call in and say hi to MRI, or if you have an opinion or a question or anything, you could either text or call us. Right now, we're going to get back to the music. Oh, that's it. 
the way radio used to be so do we we're wave radio boston
That was David Bowie and Rebel Rebel. Before that, we had Hawaii Samurai, their song Blasting Days in Honolulu. Now, they're a punk surf band, and they are from Emma? Besançon French Comté, which is in France. <laughs> I have no idea. I couldn't pronounce that. Yeah. There's, hey, there's little accent marks on it. And I didn't even know what those accent marks are. The C with the squiggle thing underneath it? That means it's pronounced like an S. Okay. And then, then why the, not just put an S in there? Uh, <laughs> I'm not French, so I can't answer that for you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Well, thank you for doing that. That's from their 2009 album, The Shape of Surf to Come. And we started off the set with Rocky Erickson and the Explosives and the song Bloody Hammer. I mentioned a few weeks ago when I played Rocky Erickson, he was, uh, he was a very interesting character. He, he lived in Austin, Texas. Um, he played for decades, and he was fascinated with 1950s horror movies. And so a lot of his songs are references to these old movies, and Bloody Hammer is one of them. Um, so I, have I did mention this earlier. I wanted to repeat it. Our A. Bruce listener line is 617-829-9283. If you want to give us a call, the text line is 617-764-9283. So, Emma, we were talking at the last break a little bit about music and what it means to you. Um, and I thought what you said was very interesting. Now, my generation... So, when I was growing up, my parents didn't like our music and I thought our music was so cool that when I had kids my kids were automatically going to love my music um, and, and it's funny to see that there are bands that I grew up with that you guys are listening to hmm. but my generation I think is being a bit of a hypocrite because mm -hmm. we're turning around and pointing at the music you're listening to and saying it's not good enough um, you know I, I, I'm putting you on the spot by asking you to defend an entire generation <laughs> of music but, um, you know, can, can you talk to that a little bit and also to the fact that um, people in my generation will say, oh, they don't even play real instruments? I mean, maybe the whole thing is just that generational competition thing. You know, I like my music. When I grow up, kids might not like what I'm listening to. And it's just the way that every generation thinks that they're better than right. every other generation. So, you know, I don't think that's going to change. You know, everybody hated Elvis, and then they, <laughs> now they now everybody loves Elvis. Right. And, you know, right now, maybe a lot of people in your generation hate Kanye, but a lot of people in my generation like Kanye. So, you know, I think that's just going to continue. And then the instrument thing. Um, <laughs> now, I've seen, I've seen photographs. I've seen videos on YouTube. Boy, I sound like a geezer. I've seen videos on YouTube where there are concerts of hip-hop artists and rappers, mm -hmm. and they come out on stage, and there is nobody on stage with them. They're just by themselves. And to me, that feels kind of weird. But it's all about the stage presence. You know, you go to um, a hip-hop concert or a rap concert, and it's just so... It's a very different energy than if you were going to go to a surf 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 <laughs> surfability that works that is surf rock and well there's surf rock psychobilly rockabilly there's every genre you can think of i'm sure there's surfability i'm sure there is okay i i didn't i thought that was like a real genre i didn't know <laughs> you just invented one <laughs> okay um but you go into the concerts with different expectations right you know also a lot of or a decent amount of like hip-hop artists like 
are artists. They're they're not bands, so it would be it would be weird if you went there and there were ten other people on stage. It's like uh, I came to this concert for one person, and now there's twenty people on stage. I don't right. even know who I'm looking for. Right. So I think as I don't know. I do, uh. Well, what do you think when you do see an artist who who is a solo hip hop or rap artist who does show up with an entire band behind him? That's great. Um, I was at the Playboy Cardi concert back in December, and he had a guitarist with him mm-hmm. to do like interludes and intros and to songs. Everybody loved it. Oh, you know, great. it was great. He didn't have him at the beginning of his tour, and then brought him on. And when he brought him on, everybody was freaking out. They were like, "This is amazing. This is great." Yeah. And then last month, I was with Tyler. He didn't have that. He didn't have the guitarist or whatever, but it was still great. You know, he mm-hmm. rode on a boat between stages <laughs> like that's crazy you know that is crazy. And then i feel like if you had an entire band with that that would draw away from the fact that this guy is riding on a boat in madison square garden like that's cool what's up with that that's cool um some of some of the people listening might not know who tyler is oh sorry tyler the creator tyler the creator it sounded like it was a great show it was a great show yeah um I'm glad you're going to these shows. I think just seeing live music is, is you know, an incredible experience. Also, that show was for his now Grammy-winning album, Call Me If You Get Lost. Oh, throwing in the Grammys there, dropping yeah, that. It just, yeah, it just yeah. won a Grammy for Best <laughs> Hip-Hop Album of the Year. Well, it's I funny. I think, I think you and I have um, turned each other on to uh, different uh, bands and music at mm-hmm. times. And I remember you told me about Tyler the Creator, and I listened to him again on Spotify, and I thought it was terrific. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you also turned me on to Death Grips, which I really like. <laughs> a, a little different than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what genre that is. Well, I have to say to any of my friends out there who are listening who like harder music and heavy music, heavy metal, and things like that, give Death Grips a chance. Um, I yeah, it, it's not that kind of music, but it is that kind of music. It's, it's a little di- it's a little more like synthy mm. um you know it, it does venture into like rap sometimes but mm-hmm. i don't i don't even know like if i were to look up mm-hmm. what genre i i don't think i could guess what it would be mm-hmm. and then and then uh, yeah i i don't know what genre it would be either um because it's, it's a number of different things but that's the whole thing you know we talk about genres and uh a lot of people ask me you know what is psychobilly and what is mm-hmm. um uh, cowpunk those are two i play that people aren't familiar with a lot of people know what surf is because they've mm-hmm. heard the beach boys um and it's so hard to define because you know all the boundaries are blurred and people play whatever they want and i have artists like reverend horton heat who will play an incredible psychobilly song and then he'll play a surf instrumental so where, where, where do you slot him and then is it even worth categorizing it right 100 percent. um i handed you something there could you read us into the next set of songs Yes, it says... Same thing. <laughs> like our Facebook page at Wave Radio Boston Rocks, you'll get show announcements, polls, and maybe some behind-the-scenes content that you can't get anywhere else. You can even make song requests. Try that with any FM station. All this can be yours by liking Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Rave Radio Boston.
It's the best local station. Time to hit the button! Wave Radio Boston. Internet radio for the cassette generation.
That was R.E.M. and you can't get there from here. Before that, we had The Strange Men with Elvis inside of me. And we started off the set with The Brains and Rebel Yell. Rebel Yell obviously being a cover of the Billy Idol song. Um, I wanted to mention something about uh, The Strange Men. Strange Men, interesting band, Emma. They are from Boston. Okay. And uh, they are actually no longer in active which okay. is unfortunate. Their Facebook page is active, but they're they're not touring or anything. But I just think they're like a really fun band, and I wish I'd had a chance to see them. I never did. Uh, maybe they'll do a reunion show someday, and I can go. Um, on their Facebook page, they say, they brag, that they are a Boston-based club act with street cred from Key West to Camden, Maine. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, isn't that it? That is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about that. That's basically Route 1. yeah. Yep. So they're the they're the surf rock kings of Route One. Okay. When you say it like that, sounds kind of weird. <laughs> you know. I uh, yeah. Yeah. It is kind of weird. Um, and then I thought I just thought I'd go through the the names of the guys in the band because I think it's pretty cool. Uh, on vocals is Captain Summertime. Okay. <laughs> uh, the guitarist is Les Moore. Obviously, you get that joke, right? Yeah. yeah like. Les Moore. Less and more. Oh, I didn't get the joke. Actually, <laughs> I was thinking of something else. Uh, I think that's what they're intending. Less more. Um, Del Champion is the other guitar player. Dick Vitalis on bass, and Johnny Odd on drums. So yeah, it's too bad. I'd like to go see them. Oh, and and you'll appreciate this because I know you follow a lot of bands on Spotify. Their Facebook page has get ready for this 196 followers. <laughs> 
So I'm, and they're the they're the kings of the yeah. Okay. Okay. My brother Sean has 800 followers, so <laughs> this band has a little catching up to do. Yeah. But I love them. I love them anyways. I, I I like to play bands that nobody's ever heard of, and I hope there's some strange men fan out there fans out there. I mean, these guys did play in Boston. They were a lot of fun. They played at legendary places like the Rat. Um, if you were listening to me and like the band or have uh, or actually saw them, that would be really cool. Send me a text. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Um, again, our our text line, I'm looking for the numbers here because I don't have them memorized yet. The Abrews listener line is 617-829-9283, and the text line is 617-764-9283. So I want to get back to our conversation a little bit. You know, we were talking about how the different generations view music, and my generation didn't like my parents' um, music, and my generation also doesn't like your generation's music. My generation are a bunch of assholes, pro- pretty much. Baby boomers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you're notorious. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I'm right on the edge of baby boom. I, I, I guess that means I still am, but, you know, it was uh, 64, and I'm 63, so... The year 63. I'm yeah. not 63. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know how old you are. And what's the next group? It's, it's Gen X is after us? It's baby Boomers and then Gen X? Yeah. So and then somebody, Millennials and then me. Yeah. So somebody who's like 10 years younger than me is Gen X. Someone who's one year younger than you. One year younger than me. Yeah. And so they can be assholes too. Could be. Could be. Okay. Um, and so we're, we're a little snooty about our music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things that we love to be snooty about is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I so, think it's really funny because I, <laughs> I know absolutely nothing about it. You know nothing Not about it? Not a single thing. Well, when they set up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, the first few batches of inductees were, were what people would call rock stars, rock and rollers. And then at some point they started you know, putting people who are like hip hop and rap artists in there. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people said, this is great. This is awesome. This is popular music. This is rock and roll. Quick question. Sure. My Gen Z is showing, is the rock and roll hall of fame a literal place or is it metaphorical? It, like it's literal. Okay. Where is it? Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Really? Um, really rock lo- and roll. They lobbied for it. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio is known as one of the birth, cities of rock and roll really yep i would have expected it to be in like tennessee no well the music came from tennessee you know rock okay. and roll came from well not tennessee but the deep south mm-hmm. you know it were it it it's a long uh long story but you know it started from the 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 chants uh, or the sing songs that slaves would do working in fields and then it it morphed into the blues and then you know the blues became uh you know a, a bunch of different things and country and rock and and it just went on and on and i know i'm skipping stages and i know there's there's people out there who just are dying to jump in and, and correct me but no it does come from there um rock didn't just appear out of nowhere it's it's got um historical found foundations but like there was a dj alan freed and he was in cleveland and he was uh the first person to use the term rock and roll oh yeah yeah so that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. um and so do artists like kanye belong in the rock and roll hall of fame i don't know how they induct people into the rock and roll hall of fame i think it 
I think it's kind of based on like the legacy they leave and the people they influence. So I'm not gonna name names of artists that I think should or should not be in there because obviously I still know like next to nothing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I put you on the spot. Yeah, but I think it it yeah it just depends on the legacy they leave. Right. Like, did they change the music scene? Did they do something revolutionary? I think that earns them the spot. Not necessarily do they make rock and roll. Right. Is it listenable? Right, right. Well, I think. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I think con- constraining it to certain genres is probably not the best thing to do. Probably not. No. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought here. Um, I, I did have another question for you. Um, so, so you have the Rock and Roll High Hall of Fame. You have these hip-hop and rap artists who would be inducted. You were talking about whether or not they make an impact. Do you feel that uh, Kanye has made a significant impact over his career? I feel like he has. He um, had a Netflix documentary recently, and they followed him from when he was just producing for Jay-Z back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. up until like what he's doing now, selling out literally everything, um, you know, blowing up Instagram over just one singular post. And, you know, like anything he does is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't even remember what question you asked, honestly. No, is he had has he oh, had has, enough yeah. of, of an impact, and has he, has he influenced the you know other artists to, to the to the level that he is worthy of enshrinement in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I think it's worth thinking about it. You know, right. he's put out so much music, he's done so much new stuff, he's influenced a ton of people. Like, you know, he doesn't just make his own music; he produces for other people. He like. I don't, I don't even know. Like, he has a whole clothing line, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know we're not talking about music, too, but the amount of stuff that this guy does is crazy. Right, right. Do you have any other artists that you can think of who are contemporaries that you would that you would put on that sort of level as far as their productivity and influence? I feel like it's too soon. A lot of the mm-hmm. artists I listen to um, are still working their way to their prime. Like, you know, they haven't mm-hmm. peaked yet. They maybe released their first album in the 2010s or maybe even 2020s so then you know you can't even say because they're still so new but you know they have a ton of potential for the future like i feel like every artist has a ton of potential for the future right you know it's like sad when you see one going downhill it's like oh yeah i know what you mean yeah absolutely and then you have these tragedies where you know a young artist dies for whatever reason and, and uh you know, there, there's that 27 club that people talk about. And you mm-hmm. just, you look back at that and, and, you know, people like, from my generation, Jimi Hendrix and Jen Joplin and, and Jim Morrison and, you know, the generation before Buddy Holly and Richie Valens. And you just wonder, you know, what kind of impact would these people have had in the future? And then you just had the drummer from the Foo Fighters who passed away. And, um, yeah, and, and of course, the rap and hip hop world has had all kinds of tragedy in it. Mm-hmm. And you wonder what some of those artists might have done down the road. Yeah, it's really sad to hear their unfinished music and then their team tries to finish it and it's just like, you know, it's not what they would have made. Right, right. Hmm. All right, well, how about getting back to some music right now? What do you think? Okay. All right, cool.
Hi there, this is Eddie Dyer inviting you to join me on Double Click Radio Sundays 12 to 2 p.m. here on WaveRadioBoston.com where we explore classic cuts and deep hits from artists new, old, and all over the spectrum along with tidbits of all the useless information rolling around in my head. Double Click Radio Sundays 12 to 2 p.m. on WaveRadioBoston.com Welcome back. Uh, that was Screamin' Jay Hawkins and the song Frenzy. And before that, we had Gangrena Surf, Gangrene Surf. Uh, oh, this is hard to pronounce in, in Spanish. Poseidas, Por El Surf. And the first song of the set was The Smoke by No More Now. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Screamin' Jay Hawkins. What did you think of that song, Emma? It was interesting. I thought I liked it. You I did like little, it? I liked the little sound effect type things. He was an interesting character. He, he wanted to be an opera singer. Oh, your favorite genre. Exactly. He actually wanted to be an opera singer. He trained for it for a little bit. And um, he made a song. Uh, and, um, oh, what was the name of that song? It's his most famous one. Oh, I don't know why it's escaping me. It'll come to me in a minute. And anyways, he um, he did. He was drunk. And the rest of the band was drunk when they made it. And he made these sounds during it, like you heard in that song. And um, it became a huge hit, sold <laughs> sold more than a million copies, and um, 
it's, I put a spell on you. I should have known that. I put oh. a spell on you. And um, which has been remade by everybody. And uh, so he was encouraged after that to, mm-hmm. to kind of keep going with it. Plus, you know, it paid the bills. Yeah. 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 So, but he, he sometimes lamented the fact that he was seen by some people as a novelty oh. artist. Yeah. And not as, uh, you know, he had a great baritone. He wanted to be an opera singer and everything. But uh, he was abandoned by his mother as a baby. Oh. Just abandoned. And he was adopted at 18 months of age. And he grew up in a in a Native American Blackfoot tribe. Wow. Yeah, isn't, that, isn't that... I mean, this guy's story is amazing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yep. He, um, he played the piano by the age six. Um, which is pretty incredible. You played the piano for a while. Uh, <laughs> I took lessons for a few years. I can't read music anymore. You can't? No. Uh. I thought that was like one of those things that would stick with you. You know, you learn a language, you can't forget it, but right. I guess music doesn't count. Interesting. Reading. Yeah. I well, remember, at least for me. I remember watching you on your big public performance in front of the Needham Town Hall. Yeah, that's all gone. How old were you then? No idea. No idea? No. no. Well, he also learned to play saxophone, and he wrote many of his own songs, which that sounds like, meh, but in those days, a lot of the performers didn't write their own songs. They were professional songwriters that wrote them for them. Um, did you know Elvis never wrote a song? Yeah. That, yeah. Never wrote one. <laughs> he, he had, they had a stipulation that he got 50% of, of, um, the royalty rights from writing songs. That's where the big money is and a lot of music is publishing rights. And in order for him to sing one of your songs, you had to sign over 50% of the publishing rights. And, um, but that, that's not an Elvis thing. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not dissing on Elvis. Yeah. It was standard practice mm-hmm. at, at the time. And, it, and some artists still, Ozzy Osbourne still does that. He, he, he can't write a song, but he gets a lot of songwriting credits because that's where the money's at. And so if you're a struggling musician and you want to be famous and Ozzy wants to do one of your songs, you'll accept the fact that he'll take his cut, even mm-hmm. though even though he didn't write anything. Yeah. Um, so um, he was also a Golden Gloves boxer. So he was a, a boxer along with these other talents. And he served in Korea during the Korean War, and he got a dishonorable, uh, an honorable, honorable... <laughs> An honorable discharge because he was um, injured in a grenade explosion. Oh. Yeah. What a life. What a life. Yeah. It's amazing all the things that this guy did and was through. Um, it's just incredible. Um, so I'm going to talk about him a little more because I just think he's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was ahead of his time as far as his stage show. You were talking about artists and you were talking about Tyler, the creator riding the boat across mm-hmm. the MSG. Um, Screaming Jay Hawkins came out um, at the beginning of his concerts in a coffin. So <laughs> there was there was a promoter that offered him, I don't know if it was 100 or $300 to do it before a show, and he did it. And he didn't like it. But it was a huge hit. So they would carry him out, they'd set the coffin down, and then he'd jump out mid-song, like singing. Yeah. And so that kind of became his his thing, but you know. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. And he he had a lot of he wore like leopard skin suits and he <laughs> he did he had voodoo 
props. Oh, geez. He had a he had a uh, cane with a skull on top of it and everything. And so it's funny because artists that came after him, like Alice Cooper, who had these wild stage shows. Again, you know, I've said this in the past. A lot of people think that you know they were the first people to come up with it, but there's almost always somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You, you look deep enough. There's somebody else that did it. Yeah. And Screaming Jay Hawkins, he did a ton of stuff. Oh, I got one more. I got one more piece of trivia here. I, I thought you'd get a kick out of. Um, I keep referring to my note card to remind me. Um, he claimed he himself claimed to have fathered between or sired between fifty-seven and seventy-five. I don't know why those numbers fifty-seven and seventy-five children. Oh, that's a lot. He was married six times. Yeah, but what we're averaging like twelve kids per. Well, I think partner? I think somewhere on a wedlock there. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So this woman decided to see how many she could find. <laughs> so um, she set up a website and she did the DNA tests and everything mm-hmm. else. And they found 33. 33. And they had a reunion. That's crazy. Yeah, really? I have two. And you guys, yeah. are, you guys are a handful. Well, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't spending time with all... <laughs> 70 of his kids yeah yeah it'd be kind of hard to christmas shop for well they they only found 33 so far mm. only 33 only 33 only 33 oh that's nothing yeah only 33 wow it's amazing he must have been like going from city to city on tour and uh yeah well you know um just leaving kids behind as he traveled yeah yeah wow 33 kids um all right. What, do, what else do we have here? I think we we're ready to move on to some more music. Oh, no, I had one more story. But Pete was in here, and he reminded me to tell the story about um, the Town and the City Festival in Lowell. Did I tell you the story yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, we were walking from... I was with Pete and Becca from um, The First Wave, the Thursday night show, which you, you got to listen to. It's a fantastic show. They do it with John Anthony, the three of them, and they have... They have such chemistry. It, it's so funny, and they play great music too. So I'm with the two of them, and I'm with my good friend Kevin, who um, we go to all kinds of shows together, um, and we had we had a blast. And we're walking down the street, and there was this radio studio that you could see from the street. It was on street level, big glass windows. I don't think I'd want to broadcast from that. I, I I feel like I'd be in a fishbowl. I think it'd be fun. You know, it gives you something to look at while you're talking. But they're looking at you too. Yeah. But you're cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. You're braver than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, most people you see, you never see again. Right. 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 I'm sure I get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they saw us looking at them. And so they started waving to us and we waved back and then they motioned for us to come over. And so I just went over and walked right in, walked right into the studio. And they seemed to have no problem with it. They didn't stop me or anything. And uh, next thing you know, they put me on the air. Um, it's it's an AM radio station, W C A P. And um, yeah, they were foolish enough to put me live on the air. And uh, I talked about Wave Radio Boston. And then Becca came in and she answered some questions because she knows far more than I do. I'm still a newbie here. This is my sixth show. Um, and uh, they were just really nice guys. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, cool. and the festival was cool. And I was telling you, we went to, what year do you think it was when we went to Lowell for your big cheer competition? Oh, geez. Um, 2015, 
14, 15, when I was in fifth and sixth grade. I remember going to one. Were there two in Lowell? Yeah, there were two different two. arenas. The, it was the oh. Songus and then the actual arena. That's why I don't remember. But I probably thought the other one was in another town. I, I didn't realize it was Lowell. I remember being at Songus. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. one that it almost looked like it was an opera house mm-hmm. or like a theater or something. Yeah, see, I'm not remembering that one. Had huh. a balcony and oh, I remember the, the balcony. Plush yes, velvet seats. And yes, it was like, why is there a cheer competition in here? Yes, I remember that. They had as spectators, we went up into the balcony. Yeah, yeah, and I felt kind of pampered. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> oh, I dropped my keys. Oh, that's okay. Oh, people are saying yeah. You know, I've gotten some texts and some people talking about noise. We have a, a really nice studio here. What do you think? I like it. Yeah. I like I like the vibe. Brick yeah. walls, very nice. Yeah, yeah, but. We are we are close to the street, mm-hmm. and so sometimes we do hear some traffic noise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we've got something going on above us today. Yeah, it's like construction or something. On Good Friday too. What? Oh, that's right. Oh, they should be in church or something, right? Oh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I do understand that sounds are coming through the lines. I actually, in my headphones right now, I can hear some traffic. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's nice ambiance. It would be weird if it was just dead silent and us two talking. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Background noise. Yeah. Yeah. And I pause sometimes. Yeah. It takes me a minute to collect my thoughts. Yeah. So when we were at that cheer competition in Lowell, I don't know if it was the day we were there or the section we were in, but it seemed kind of sketch. I have no memory of it. I was in the arena the whole time. Oh, okay. Mom and I went out for a walk and I think we probably went out to get some food and uh, it was uh, and that made me sad because I love Lowell it was one of the first places I used to go to when I moved to Boston in the late 80s but here I was back in Lowell and I hadn't been there in a long time and it was awesome there were clubs everywhere there were people out there were brand new restaurants there were really interesting shops of course we're there at you know 10 11 o'clock at night so the shops were closed but um, and my friend Kevin turned to me at one point and he's like, we got to come back to Lowell. And, um, I think we have to add that to our, to, you know, our, our regular spots. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so I think we're ready to go into some more music. What do you think, Emma? Sure. All right. Great.
Hey, it's Brad. It's your boy, Harry. And this is Danny from Riversang Wild, and you're listening to Wave Radio Boston.
taking the bar exam under a neon sign. I'm gonna graduate when you're off my mind. In this honky tonk school, we got a hell of a band. Drink by drink, taking a bar exam. I know beer, wine, whiskey, and gin. Studied every glass bottle they come in. I pass with fine colors, so high above the others. So set them up, I'm ready to begin. I'm taking a bar exam under a neon sign. I'm gonna graduate when you're off my mind In this honky-tonk school, we got a hell of a band Drink my drink, I'm taking a bar
That was the Vibrance in the song Scorpion. Before that, we had the Derailers and Bargzim, and we started off the set with the Flaming Sideburns and Flowers. Emma, do you remember earlier at the beginning of the show, I said that today was another special day? Yes, I do, and you wouldn't tell me what it was. I wouldn't tell you what it was. It is Jackie Robinson Day. Jackie Robinson Day. And do you know Jackie Robinson? I do know Jackie Robinson. Would I know like Gen to, Z, but... Would you like to share with people who, who he was? First black baseball player, could not tell you what team he played on. He played on the Brooklyn Dodgers. He, I don't even know if that still exists. I don't follow <laughs> baseball. The The Brooklyn Dodgers moved to Los Angeles, so now they're the Los Angeles. Dodgers. I was going to say, I know that there's Dodgers. I just yeah. didn't know where they were. These teams all move around. Not all of them, but a lot of them have moved around. They, they started out in one place and went to another. Um, so, actually, he wasn't the first baseball black baseball player. He was the first. You got it. No, I don't. The first uh, black baseball player in the major leagues. Uh, I think that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody got it. Yeah. So before Jackie Robinson was brought into the major leagues by the Brooklyn Dodgers, there were all the black players played in the Negro Leagues. Hmm. And um, they weren't allowed to play in the national league they had their own they had their own league um their own state well sometimes they shared stadiums they but they would play on different days and um there were uh they they had an incredibly high level of talent um some people feel that um one of the homestead gray teams was one of the best teams that ever were on a baseball field anywhere um and uh they attracted large crowds and those crowds also often included white fans that would go to the Negro League games and there were a lot of fans saying why are these guys not in, in the major leagues and it, you know it was prejudice it was um Jim Crow it was you know all that all that kind of thing and the Brooklyn Dodgers stepped up to the plate little pun there <laughs> and they brought Jackie Robinson up to the major leagues well, I hate to say up to because, like I said, the Negro Leagues were playing at such a high level. Um, the What Major League Baseball and the Negro Leagues would do is they would um, put together, uh, like, all-star teams, mm-hmm. and they would play each other. And big crowds would come out for those games. Mm-hmm. And the historical records of those games showed that the black teams won about 65% of the time. Mm. Yeah. And so it was not an inferior league by any stretch of the imagination. Um, there were other really great um, players from that league who are now in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, Satchel Page, which some people consider to be the best pitcher ever. Um, Josh Gibson, he was a, he was a um, he was a catcher. Oscar Charleston, and Cool Papa Bell. Mm-hmm. So my friend Jody and I think that that is the best baseball nickname ever <laughs> what do you think cool papa bell i like that one that's fun that's pretty that's neat. fun yeah and some people say he was he might have been the fastest baseball player ever. was he fast he was fast he was fast so um again they they think he faster than anybody in the modern era faster fastest wow. player ever yeah uh, of course you know no way to prove that um i'm gonna say some other names that you may not know i uh, probably won't know yeah these are players that started in the the Negro Leagues back in back in the day who ended up in Major League Baseball. And the thing that amazes me is I saw some of these guys play. And, you know, you think it's so long ago, 
but it really isn't. It is not. And I saw these guys play. I watched them on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Kevin is listening right now, and he's he's yelling out names because um, I know he knows some of these guys. I picked three to mention: um, Willie Mays, Hank William, Hank Aaron, sorry, Hank Aaron, and Roy Campanella. All started it in that league before they moved on to the other. Um, so the attendance at these games were often better than they were in the in the the major leagues um you know it varied uh you know from game to game and city to city and everything but it's it, it's great that these barriers finally came down and then that the the teams became integrated and, and you know it just improved uh the 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 level of the game for everybody um so but i wanted to say a little more about uh, about Jackie Robinson himself he because it's important to note that you know he was more than just this um barrier breaker mm-hmm. um you know i mean he could have been the first person brought up and sat on the bench his whole career he, mm-hmm. you know he could have been brought up and sent back down a week later mm-hmm. um and again i'm using that brought up i no it, it's that's wrong to say um i can't think of the right term to say transfer i don't even transfer yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so he was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1962. He was the first black player. Um, his number was retired in 1997, and he was the first pro athlete ever to have his number retired for an entire league. Mm. So like like the Celtics have retired a bunch of numbers, mm-hmm. um, and the Bruins have retired numbers, and the Steelers and the Pirates, and you know. But when they retired uh, Jackie Robinson's number, it was retired for the entire Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and that's it was that's unprecedented. A lot, yeah. Wow. yeah, it shows you know what, what he was thought about. Um, so that first year they they brought him up, 1947, he was the Rookie of the Year that year. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and that was the first year they gave the award of Rookie of the Year. He was a six-time All-Star player. He was a World Series champion. Uh, his team uh, won the World Series in 1955. He actually played in six World Series. He was the national batting champion in 1949, and um, he was named to Major League Baseball's All-Century team. Uh, but then when he retired, again, he could have stopped there. He could have said, had this amazing baseball career. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but he... Um, he started some business businesses. He was um, the first vice president of a major corporation. He was uh, very active in the NAACP. He co-founded a black-owned bank in Harlem, and he uh, established a construction company that built housing for low-income people. That's really nice. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It makes me feel like such a slacker. <laughs> What, you've, uh, <laughs> you, you talk on a radio show for two hours a week. I don't know. I don't, it's not working, Emma. <laughs> uh, uh, you have an amazing daughter. I have an amazing um, daughter. The sun's pretty good, too. <laughs> you have an amazing daughter? Okay. <laughs> hey, Ryan. <laughs> uh, I do have an amazing daughter. Um, I'm g- can I brag on you for just a minute? Uh-oh. Yeah, you didn't know I was going to say that. I wasn't going to say this. It just made me think of it. You are starting college in September. I know. It's really stressful. I don't want to think about it. Where are you going? Uh, currently Rome, maybe Madrid. 
Oh, no. I mean, what college? Oh, Northeastern. Northeastern. You excited? Very, very. Very. That's cool. We're excited for you. And we're very proud of you. You worked really hard. I'm glad to be done with the little town era of my life. <laughs> On to bigger and better things. Off to the big city? The big city, boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than a lot of cities. Yeah. And maybe off to Rome or Madrid. Well, definitely, definitely. off to one of them. Yeah, yeah. Just not sure which one. Yeah. Or Thessaloniki. Or Thessaloniki. Maybe. Maybe. Probably yeah. Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I'll, I'll I'll be visiting you. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm probably more excited about it. <laughs> um, I think it's time to play some more music. Sounds good. Oh, would you do that read for me? Yeah, Wave Radio Boston streams 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Don't forget that if you miss the beginning of the show, you can always catch it on our on-demand replays. We'll stream the show and past ones. Just go to the show replays link on our webpage. You can follow us on Spotify by searching for Wave Radio, one word, Boston, or just click on the Spotify icon at the corner of the show replay section on our webpage. Hit the follow button so you are notified of all new shows when they get uploaded. Thanks for helping us say F you to FM on Wave Radio Boston. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane. Ain't got time to take a fast train. Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby station in the world in the world is right here right now hey folks we want to hear from you reach out on facebook and twitter at wave radio boston
Welcome back. That was the old 97s and King of the World. Before that, we had the Creep Show, Get What's Coming. And we started off the top of the set with the box, top, box tops and the letter. So our Abrews listener line is 617-829-9283. Our text line is 617-764-9283. Emma, we're um, getting towards the end of the show. We are. We are. Didn't that go fast? That did go really fast. I don't yeah. Doesn't feel like I've been here for two hours. You having fun? I am. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like this place. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, want your own show? If I had time, I, know. I would take one. I know. It'd be fun. I know. It would. I see the Saturdays fully open. Saturdays fully open. Yeah. Actually, if you're listening to this and you're interested in having your own show, contact the station. You can go to the Facebook page. Uh, Wave Radio Boston, or um, how else can they contact us? Uh, there's an Instagram site. Um, go, 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 or just go to the website itself, and there is there's information on there on how to contact the station. Um, and uh, 
say say that you are interested and um, start the conversation. Um, so Emma, I had a question for you. Uh, have you ever heard the old Desert Island discs? Yeah. Or Desert Island albums. Yeah, no, I'm scared thinking of an answer. Okay, so you are on a desert island and you're allowed to have... I've heard one, three, five, ten. So I'm going to stick with five. Five albums on a desert island. What would you take? Uh Oh. Um, Actually, between us talking, I was looking at like my listening habits because I track all my music. Right. On my phone. Right. Um, I'm taking. Oh no! I looked and I'm still blinking. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I'm taking "Pixel Bath" by Gene Dawson. Okay. I'm taking "Igor" by Tyler the Creator, who we've talked about enough. Um, I'm taking "Death Consciousness" by Have a Nice Life. Okay. That's my ambient album. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh oh, I got three. I was thinking last night, and um, I would take "Plastic Seat Sweat" by Southern Culture and the Skids. I would take "The Twelve Dreams of Doctor Sardonic- Sardonicus" by the band Spirit. I would take um, "Paranoid" by Black Sabbath. Um, no doubt about that. I would take Rocky Erickson's live album "Halloween." And who was my fifth album? I'm trying to think. I had a fifth one and I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun no, thing to talk about. This is a hard question. It is a hard I don't question. Know, I can't come up with this stuff. I'm not creative. Well, you did You did well. You got, you got three. I got um, three. Any genre? Oh, geez. I have no idea. I don't think I could pick five. Yeah. Well, I mean, I picked three, but I, you know, like there, there's just too much. Yeah. There, there's a lot to choose from. Oh, I remembered my fifth. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Sweet's album, Girlfriend. It, it's pop pop rock but it's mm. perfect mm-hmm. i mean he just absolutely 100 percent held it so i'll have to play him on the show i think i can squeeze him in why not he doesn't quite fit the the whole thing but who cares you know it's my show i can do whatever i want you know i might have to take black holes and revelations by muse there I might you need go. To take that there that's my kind of almost rock but more pop album right right okay so now i have four right uh-oh. I'll tell you what. We're going to go play some more songs. When we come back, you better have number five. I'm not going to, but okay. <laughs> Here we go.
Call us at 617-829-WAVE or shoot us a text at 617-764-WAVE. I will text you. That was the vines and highly involved. Before that, we had mm, this is gonna be a tough one for me. Los Granuas, which is Spanish for the Rogues, and their song. Oh, I'm not gonna say it in Spanish. Inter- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I can't. That was the name of the song. <sighs> it, it's intergalactic percussion uh, in Spanish. Do either one of you pronounce Spanish? No. Uh, okay. Motorcycle. Um, I've been known to dabble a bit. <laughs> Here, you want to try it? It's on the it's on the card there in the let middle. Let me see if I can. Which uh, the uh, percussion? Into, Jesus, am I, is my microphone too loud? Here, it's a little loud. It's a little loud. Um, how do I turn it? Let me turn it down a little bit. Check it. One, two, one, two, one. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> Let's see. Is that how's that? How's that sound, everybody? That's sound a little better. It's not. Yeah, they're not okay. That's not grainy. That's your Barry White voice. Hey everybody, welcome. <laughs> no, I can't read this. That's horrible. I, I it's chicken I, scratch. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to butcher it because I want to disrespect the, uh, the no, music there. But. No, we do not. Um, and we started off uh, a song uh, with the the Plimsolls, uh, power pop band, and that was from 1981 from their album called Everyday Things. So, Emma, this yes. is this is Mike. This yes. is the big boss. Hi, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right across from her now. She was like, yeah. okay, this is pretty good. And then I walk in, and it's like, oh, my God, what is this fella doing? <laughs> <laughs> Lucky enough, I have an Amish book here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's good. Thank you for that, Rick, by the way. I gave Mike a, um, <laughs> t- just so you know what we're talking about, I gave Mike an Amish romance book. I can't wait to dabble. I'm going to line <laughs> rose petals up in my bathtub, and I'm going to sit and relax with a, uh, a butterbeer. I can't wait. Yes, that sounds great. Well, it's, it's funny. My brother, my brother Sean, uh, sent me a message, and he was saying, "Oh my gosh, I saw this Amish romance book. Can you believe that?" And I volunteer at my local library, and I sort the donated books. And I said, "Sean, uh, we get them all the time. You know, right. Are you kidding me? I'm like, it's a whole genre. It's a thing. 
Amish romance. You know, I make fun of it, but I'm afraid if I start reading it, I'm going to really enjoy it. <laughs> Please read us the first sentence of yes. the book. Right, yes. Let me Sorry. find some. You guys talk. Let me or just open it up in the middle and see if we can get some. <laughs> a random sentence. All right. I'm going to literally I'm flipping through the pages. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you're witnessing this. I'm, yes. I'm scrolling. Yes. Let's he's, go he's to. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Find, it's my first time on microphone. I'm so embarrassed. Find, find a hot, <laughs> steamy part. <laughs> Your daughter's here. <laughs> As she took off her brassiere. Do, uh, do they wear brassiere? Do they still say brassiere? Does it, no. Does it, does it, no. That's pretty bad. Uh, no. Let's see. Um, oh, boy, I can't say that. This is really uncomfortable for me right now. That's okay. <laughs> I we, don't get uncomfortable very much. But this we, is, can, we can talk amongst ourselves. Uh, all right, so I'm reading one little sentence here. Yeah. I have no idea what this book's about. I have no idea where this sentence is going to lead. It's Amish and it's romance. All right. So it says, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is really, un- <laughs> because I've, never I told- seen, no, I've never I, seen you uncomfortable. No, before, I'm not uncomfortable. I'm, I'm reading it as if she wasn't here and we weren't on air. I'd read it the way I'd usually oh, read it. Okay. So I'm trying to be like a little more respectful. Ruby lifted her lashes. Joseph, I, I need to talk to you about something. Suddenly she was nervous and she had no idea why. This was her Joseph, her bothered. There was no reason to be nervous with him, not ever. <laughs> okay, he took a bite of gingerbread. Ruby <laughs> nibbed at the bottom of her lip. How to say this with a surrounding, whatever that word is. <laughs> Pride is considered a sin, but the truth was her secret was a thing to make a girl feel valued and worth. It's nothing bad, she said in a burst of words. It's a good thing, a wonderful thing. I just, she started at her lap. He chuckled, setting, setting down his plate. <laughs> What's going on? Have you learned a new sue a straight of seam? What? I don't know. <laughs> I have you have you learned that? Have you? I don't have glasses. Have you learned to sew a straight? There you go. Oh. What's going on? Have you learned to sew a straight seam? And me? Better than that. She clapped her hands together, looking at him. You won't believe it. Sweet. That's nice. I, I have. It's a What's going to happen next with Ruby and? Ger- Hello. Joseph? Her Amish boyfriend. Joseph, Her Amish uh, boyfriend, yes. Yeah. Um, I've never had an intro to a show like that in a year. That's exciting. That's mm-hmm. that's very... I might even... I might... You know what? Didn't Andy Coffin read... Oh, yes. Um, uh, at Carnegie Hall. What did he... He read The Great Gatsby. He just sat down and read. I might read Emma's Miller's A Groom for Ruby for the whole show. <laughs> Another Emma? Oh, no. I hope it's not the same, because this, this would be really weird if this were No, weird. I'm but not Amish. I don't know. I'm not Amish. All right, I'm just checking. What do you think the chances are the writer was Amish, though? I bet not. Her name is Diane Burke. Diane Burke. She, oh, wait, oh, so she's the she's Amish just, witness. She's oh, just no. practicing. She's so just, she's just a faker. She, cultural appropriation? Yes. Oh, jeez. Yes, she yeah. doesn't know what she's talking <laughs> about. Emma goes to Needham High School, and they are... The probably the what the most political correct high school in the entire yeah. country. Yeah. So you know all about all of that. Yeah, we don't talk about the Amish appropriation though. <laughs> I'd be expelled day one. You, yeah. Yeah, day one. <laughs> Need ham? Get out. Okay. <laughs> we see where this is going, sir. So what do you have in store for us this after, this evening? I don't well, it is Good Friday. Okay. Because Easter is Sunday. So that's it. if you clearly so, by the look of me, I'm a I'm a church guy. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be playing a lot of she's Slayer so tonight. Nice. She's so she nice. nice. She, in I her know. head, she's going, "You're full of shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're no, you're not even close to it. No, it's going to be a few, uh, a few hell-raising songs. Yeah, some Slayer. I, uh, no, I have no Slayer on. Oh. I do have the other side of it though. What's that? I have Ozzy. 
Oh, okay. When you said the other side, I'm like, you're not playing Striper, are you? I, hey, you never know with me. Okay. You never know right. to hell the devil. You never know. I don't like Striper. Really? I don't like his voice. Oh, I met Michael, him. Michael Sweet? Yeah, I met him. I mean, they're, they're a decent band. Yeah. They're a weird band, but... Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I, I like them musically. I'm not crazy about his voice. I don't know why. It just doesn't... I just don't like it very much. Well, I'm going to play All Striper tonight, then. Hope <laughs> All Striper, live and from the first album. No, yeah, it'll be a good show. I have a few things lined up. Nothing nothing crazy. I think the past couple of weeks have been pretty busy for me with the, the one year and the... The year in review, the year show last year. I, last year, oh my god, it's already starting, Rick. It's already I starting. I know, I know. Your show last week was awesome, and I was yeah, so... Yeah, it, it was cool. I'm glad you showed up and hung out for a bit, man. That was awesome. I really do appreciate that, by the way. Oh, I, I was honored to be part of it. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. Thank new you. guy right in the door, and there I am getting to sit in on your year yeah. uh, your anniversary show. Uh, got to banter during the show. Right, right, we went yeah. out. We went out for drinks afterwards. Right, right. Yeah, it was uh, pretty rad. I mean, you saw some some in studio guests come in. You saw yes. the, that was patched in. You saw yes. the, the patching indoctrination. Yes. So yeah, yes. it was cool. The phone calls, the text. It was it was nice. It was it was a really good show. And uh, yeah, so thank you again for for hanging out and kind of being a part of it. But You're now welcome. it's like I said in my posts on on uh, social media. Now it's time for the second year. Time to go back to work. Time to get back to work. What are you doing? Big plans for the year? Yes. Yes. A few things that uh, this week have come up. I won't mention on air because it's not, uh, it's not you know, in stone yet. But there's a few things this week that I'm going to, I mean, this year, I'm going to probably talk to the uh, the upper upper management of the station and go from there. It's hard to get a meeting with them. You got to go to the secretary they put you on the schedule I, then, just, walk, I just walk right in I then they're out I just thing and they cancel on you I know it's a good, they yeah. get the, he gets his, his pager <laughs> beep 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 oh god Mike again I just show up Mike you did it again she doesn't know, I know. what a pager is I know sorry beeper I knew that one I watched Grey's Anatomy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Dr. McDreamy and McSteamy <laughs> I think he's actually in this book of uh, page two yes he's the Amish doctor Dr. Dreamy <laughs> Yeah, big plans, but like I said, hope you stick around for a while because uh, you're yeah. an awesome lead-in. Thank you. I was, telling, I was telling your new co-host here. Yes, yes. And possibly new host of the show at 4 to 6. I wish. Yeah. Pardon me? I said possibly new, new host of the show at 4 to 6. <laughs> you know, I would love to have her. She's, she's, I don't know if you heard on the phone, she's going to Europe in September. We do remotes. Wait, September what? <laughs> September uh, what? Late August. All right. Like August 20. My birthday's in September. Bring me back a prize, a birthday gift. When's your birthday? September 18th. Oh, that's really close to yours. Se- September 27th. Yeah. Start go. shopping now. Right. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. I'm going to play the last song here. Do we got to do it, man? We got time. Was it 10 past 6? I go on at 7. Oh, before I play the last song, I, I want to say uh, thank you very much, Emma. No problem. I liked coming here. That's yeah, fun, isn't it? I like it a lot here. Cool. <laughs> it's, uh, you, no, you did great. You did awesome. Thanks. Very so, natural. Well, sometimes walking in is very, like, how do you, because you know when you talk into this, it's like, what, okay, who's, what do I do? Right. How do you get your mic? You, you were perfect. I sent you a text. Yes, you did. I'm like, she's a natural. That's exactly yeah. what I said. She's a natural. Yep. You're I great. like not being able to see who is listening. Right. I think it's fun. It's a little mysterious. There's only right, like, right. right. There's only like tens of thousands of people listening. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. I did, I did look on social media and Kanye is listening. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is that how? He, that's Kanye. That's that to me is all Kanye West. Yeah, I can't stand him. <laughs> you don't like him. Doesn't belong in the rock. And by the way, you brought the Hall of Fame. You touched a nerve with me there. I know. You touched a nerve. Well, well, we'll talk a little longer um, since we're on there. Yeah. I, I was going to mention when we, when we were talking to Emma about the Hall of Fame. Um, 
Mike, wow, that is a siren. That is like in my head. They're trying to find me, and I told them you never. Yeah. You won't. You won't get me alive, cop. Ha ha. See. And so I, you heard the siren too? I did. Okay, because sometimes yeah. I hear voices. <laughs> so Rick, this is the police. <laughs> Are you a cartoon voice actor? No, I should be though. I've always I've heard about like it. eight voices in the past minute. He's he's a cartoon. I am a mm. walking cartoon, <laughs> a walking heavy metal cartoon. Oh, do do your do your Ozzy Osbourne for her. Mm-hmm. He does the best Ozzy. Hey, this is Ozzy Osbourne calling in Rick's Rock Shop. Ha 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 ha! I have I have no screen. That's why my voice is kind of shoddy, but yeah, not the best Ozzy. But yeah, no, I, Sharon, Sharon. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> get that grovel a bit. Yeah, that's many years of doing uh, different voices. I've had a, I had no life, Emma. I was pathetic. <laughs> I had no I had no goddamn life. <laughs> So, so Mike, Mike has an axe to grind with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yep. and I do as well. And I'll say what it is. Here comes more sirens. Gee, many Christmas. Rick, um, you got the sound effects tonight, brother. You got the bang upstairs. Wow. You got the siren. This is great. Wow. Um, dramatics in theatrics of the show. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is notorious for just crapping all over heavy metal. It's not. Yeah. 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 I mean, crapping on. It's not at, the Rock Hall. It should be the Music Hall of Fame. It's not right. the Rock Hall of Fame. Right. No, no, we talk about that. It's not the Rock. You want to put hip hop in and jazz and, and soul and, and blues, I'm, I'm all for it, but it's not, that's not rock and roll to me. Right, right. Music Hall of Fame, just call it what it is. Right, right. I hate so much. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you've opened, you've tapped this door. My, I oh, hate the geez. Hall of Fame so much. I hate it. Hall of Fame and the Grammys, I hate Hate them. The Grammys are, yeah. 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 It's just a popularity yeah. contest. Who's yeah. the flavor of the week? Yes. Who the yeah. flavor of the month is? Who's getting more money, more revenue? That's all it is. Yeah. That's all. And it's it's not, I don't think it's who the fans like best. I think it's who the critics like yeah. best. Yeah. Who the rock critics, you know? Yep. I mean, I remember when I was young, the rock critics decided at some point in time, they all got together and met and decided that Elvis Costello was the greatest thing that God ever gave to rock and roll, to the earth, to everything else. And they just forced us on him, forced him on us. And he's got some good songs and everything, but I, I, I'm a little older than you, Mike. Um, and uh, not a little, I'm 20, year, 20 years older than you. Not uh, really. I'm 58. How old am I? You said you were just about 40. Oh, yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be 39. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you remember it or not, but they just decided that Elvis Costello was just the greatest thing in rock and roll. Jethro Tull won the best metal album over Madonna. Right, right. I mean, come on. Let's... Right. I, right. Whatever, I, yeah. but we still got Judas Priest trying to get in. We still got Iron Maiden trying to get in. Who else? There's a long list. I got a petition for Motorhead. I'm going to start Motorhead that trying this to get in. You look at Judas Priest in their. <laughs> She's concert. like, I don't know any of these people. No, I'm really lost. Have you heard of Judas Priest? Yes. Oh, okay, great. All right, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. She's all right with me then. She's fine. She's fine exactly. with me. Exactly. You're on my good page. Her. You're on my good page. And so yeah, they just. <laughs> Judas Priest, the 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 impact, you know, because Emma was talking about you belong in if you've made an impact. Yeah, you know, who's made a bigger impact on the whole genre than Motorhead? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was still thinking Judas. No, Priest. like I've always like Thin Lizzy, Boston. Oh, boy. these bands are not in than they should be. Right. But that's the whole other conversation. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, uh, I don't like the Hall of Fame. I'll be very. I'll be very PC in front of your uh, beautiful co-host here. I don't want to say anything, any, any rotten terms to the Hall of Fame people who might be listening to me. Because, <laughs> you know, at 7 o'clock, they tune on in and they hear, what am I going to say? Right, right, right. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to, like, Alan Freed is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Right, right. So you have a shot at being in the Rock and Roll, rock and roll Hall of Fame someday. I could go in as a radio personality. Exactly. Right. So you don't want to burn those bridges. No, no. Yeah. I'm good, though. 
So you don't want to call them the assholes that they are. I know I do. <laughs> Seven o'clock, you guys are tuning in and hear my opinions when this carries over to the dungeon. Uh, yeah, the dungeon live in the dungeon. Yeah, right now, it's, right now it's nice. This is like the lanai. Yeah, it's like the, like the the, the pre, there's like they don't have the green. There's a green room. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it sets up for my show, and then mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. The lights lights are a little dimmer. Cool. Susie in the corner likes to uh, walk around. <laughs> aimlessly did you even did you notice her or just i did okay. i tried to ignore it she gets dressed for different holidays mm-hmm. yeah She's so why isn't she dressed in her sunday best she is that is her oh, sunday this best. Is her sunday best. <laughs> oh wait yeah that's still saint patrick's day she needs like a easter outfit you're right emma yeah she's yeah. still partying saint patrick's day rick yeah. she's still in she's yeah got her gloves on but fancy gloves <laughs> <laughs> I have a voice. I did a voice. You did a voice. Oh, my so gosh. I'm proud of you. Wow. Put that in the fridge. Did wow. a voice. It's like, you know, the, your kids bring home the artwork from school. Mm-hmm. You put it on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I need to put that on my fridge. Um, he did a voice. He did a voice. You should be so wow. proud of your dad. He did a voice. Do I do voices at home? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I didn't even know you could talk until we came to the studio. I feel like I did them when you were growing up. Maybe not. I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> All right. You're not a voice, like a, a voice person. I'm not a voice person. We were talking about this. You, you, no baby voice. No, oh none of the baby voice either. You know, like no. you want to go to your room. Yeah, oh. none of that. You want to get what to eat. Oh, Dad, I, away from me. I hate that. Yep. When I hear parents doing that, I just want to take them aside and be like, "Don't do that to yeah, your kids. Yeah, no, it's not don't a puppy. do that. It's not a puppy. It's like child abuse. I'm sorry. Don't. I talk to a kid like I'm uh, talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's you, my puppy. But you you are, have that restraining order now, the hundred <laughs> yards around the schools and stuff right, like that. Right. I can't so go you can't really talk to them much anymore. I can't go around schools, <laughs> jungle gyms of any kind, uh, or Pizza Hut pizza in hut. Long Island in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Don't know why, but they said those two, so Oh dear Lord. Um so Oddly enough I can go to a subway, which I think is really uncomfortable. That's weird. Yeah, Subway. Well, well, you know, Subway, Jared. <laughs> that's why I want to go there. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was your, that's what you're referring to, though, right? Get me off here. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> um, uh, Emma, do you have any parting words for us? Any parting words of wisdom? Um, I, oh, riveting. Listen to that. Oh, my goodness. Perfect. <laughs> I, I couldn't. That was, it brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I, won't, I won't say anything else. I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm going to get off air. Thank you for hanging out today with your dad. Awesome show. Close out safely and uh, drive safe, everybody. I'm off here. Good, Emma? Yes. Okay. Um, one last song. Uh, I want to make sure I don't miss Le Chefs. Yeah. Le Chefs and Ace of Spades. And it's not the Motorhead cover. <laughs>